You're watching the Mondays with Midja podcast. Midja is founder and CEO of Legal Leadership, a company specializing in the leadership training and coaching of lawyers. Get set to jumpstart your week with a shot of mojo as Midja and her guests talk all things life, love, and leadership. Hey, it's Monday and I'm Midja and welcome to the podcast all about life, love and leadership. Now today I'm in the studio, I'm by myself and thinking about what topic I wanted to talk to you about today. And uh, as the introduction states, it's about life and love and leadership, this podcast. So I thought, what's going on for me, uh, love life wise, and what is going on in leadership? and with my clients and what I'm seeing out there in business and in corporate. So I thought today I would talk about new relationship energy. Uh, So for those of you who know I'm um, dating someone new, so we're into, you know, those first couple of months and I'm also seeing in clients I'm working with also this new relationship energy as people are switching roles, as people are employing new people into their team, there's a bit of movement in the market. So I thought, right, okay, this relates, of course, to our love life and our personal relationships, but also very much in your leadership role as well. So new relationship energy, uh, also known as the honeymoon period, of course, of any relationship. And scientifically, they call it limerence is the the scientific term, I guess, for it. Why does it come about? Well, it comes about uh, because these new relationships, of course, give us a whole lot of chemical release. So we've got dopamine, we've got oxytocin. So we're getting that thrill, we're getting that high, we're feeling good, we're building connection. And so with all of those chemicals running around us, we are we're feeling really good in this new relationship state. And interestingly enough, when I did some research on this, it also says that during this time we're feeling great, but we're also feeling quite stressed because cortisol is also released during this period. So we're excited, but also stressed out as well. And so this honeymoon period or limerence, can last up to two years. I would suggest that particularly in the corporate world with professional relationships, people we're seeing every day for long hours every day, it doesn't last for two years. It can last a lot shorter. And then, of course, at the end of that period, we come out. It's like the fog lifts and, you know, the chemicals go away and we're like, okay, um, now I see you differently and that honeymoon period is over and maybe some of that stuff that we thought was super cute about how you're so spontaneous and you don't make plans a week ahead now annoys us, all right? Um, Or maybe, I don't know, the way they order at a restaurant, the way they do this, the way they do that, whatever it might be, which was once forgiven or once not even noticed, cutesy, then becomes a real sticking point 
and something that annoys us. And we're like, why didn't I see this beforehand? So this is what I'm experiencing and seeing with a lot of corporate clients and a lot of leaders. And it can be kind of, it can be a tricky territory, I think, to navigate as a leader, particularly now, because we know, you know, we've had the great resignation. Everywhere I go, people are like, I can't find enough people. We don't have enough resources. We've got so much work. We don't have the people to do it. Do you know someone? Or for some of my clients, um, resignations are happening as well at the moment. So they've got a number of people that are leaving uh, from law firm perspective, you know, a lot of people going in-house that were at law firms. So in-house counsel roles are becoming um, very attractive to people. So law firms are losing some of their best um, people to in-house roles. Uh, and also people setting up their own law firms. So quite experienced senior associates or even partners um, that law firm owners thought there was some succession planning going on here and suddenly these people are leaving and going, I'm setting up my own shop. So we're seeing a bit of that in the market, uh, law firms, but a whole lot of other industries as well. So this means that as leaders, we're getting new people into our teams. Ha ha. And now the new relationship energy. And so new startup in our team, in our firm, and, you know, how do we feel? Well, we feel excited about it. Um, you know, we've got those hormone kind of and chemical rush going on. And I'm like, beware, beware. <laughs> and look, you absolutely, you want to feel great about someone starting. But I think we're pinning our hopes on these new people. We're really expecting a lot from them and maybe being a little bit unrealistic as well with some of our expectations, not all the time, but sometimes. So really thinking about that and thinking, okay, this is the feeling I'm having. Why am I feeling that? Oh, okay. This is why I'm in this honeymoon stage with this person. And oftentimes we feel like this person might be our savior. I know a lot of leaders talk to me about that. They've been looking for someone for so long and finally they've found this person to join their team or their firm and it just feels so great. It's like this relief. Oh my goodness, we've recruited someone. They've started. Yay, this is going to be brilliant. All really positive. And, you know, I'm all for positivity. I'm all for, you know, seeing that bright side. But when we, when that impacts um, our behavior or our attitude towards that new starter, it can get us a bit stuck a bit later on. Because what I see leaders doing is that they're very hesitant to give feedback in that moment because they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to upset them. They've just started. So, you know, they don't set up the expectations. They don't give any um, redirecting kind of feedback. They let things slide. And it kind of sets up this fake relationship. It's just like in a love relationship where if you do you think I'm always going to be like this and, you know, I'm so guilty of that. I'm like, I'm so cool and I'm so this and look at me. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, there's a lot to me you don't know yet. But in this first part 
Um, we, of course, want to show our, our best selves. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But there has to be some realism to the role, to what you expect of them, to what they need to deliver, to what the culture is like in this organisation. There has to be some realism to that. Otherwise, it's based on fake, false expectations. Um, then they don't deliver what we want them to deliver and there's no accountability there. And this goes on like for a month, two months, three months. Suddenly we're getting near the end of their probation period and we still don't know what they're capable of. They're still not delivering. We don't know if they're going to make it, if they're not going to make it. And then we're in a tough spot because we all know as leaders that once people pass that probation, to move them out of a role after that is hard work. So we really have to use that that probation period, which coincides with the honeymoon period, to work out is this person the best fit for our organisation and for our team and for the role or are they not? And they have to also get a good realistic experience of your firm, your organisation, your team to kind of go, is this a right fit for me? Can I see myself staying here? We don't want to have to keep recruiting. We don't want the revolving door. We want to move our people through, you know, the forming, the norming, the storming, the, and up to performing as quickly as we can. If we keep getting turnover, if we keep people kind of staying for a few months and then going, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not, oh, my, what a waste of money. What a waste of money. What a waste of time. So, we absolutely don't want to be doing that. And so that's the result we get though. That's the result when we, you know, we're not using um, our nous around this first honeymoon new relationship energy period in a, in a corporate setting, in our roles. So what are we going to do? So as leaders, because we want to put our best foot forward and we want to um, – absolutely attract the right people into our team and, and keep them there and keep them engaged and get them excited about our organization and the work we do. So we want to be really positive. Um, but we also want to, I think, do a number of things. I think firstly, we want to build trust. So trust is the foundation. And, and to build trust, we need to talk straight. We need to be honest. We need to be transparent. We need to set up realistic expectations, that is really important. We need to be communicating. And in those first few months with a new starter, with a new team member, communication is so important. You know, not letting things slide, giving them lots of reinforcing feedback, stuff they're doing that we love, but also some redirecting feedback as well. So, you know, yesterday when this happened or, you know, that piece of work, let's sit down and let's talk about this. I've got some points here around how we can make that better. So we absolutely need to keep up that communication uh, so much during that first period and not kind of lapse back to, thank goodness, you know, we have someone now and and not do that work in that first period. It's so important that we, we spend time in that coaching space. Uh, I think we need to make real connection with our people. So that's being authentic, being real, uh, letting them know the real you as a leader, um, who you are, what you stand for, what your values are. You need to do work in that space with them so real connection is built. Um, and what we're trying to do then is 
to really lay the foundations. So yes, absolutely. Of course, there's going to be excitement about that new starter and the new role. We want excitement. We want positivity. But we also want that relationship to be set up on a foundation of trust, on a foundation of being authentic and being real and setting up those expectations. Start as you mean to continue. Super important. So I don't know for you, maybe you can relate this, uh, this new relationship energy. Maybe you're dating like me and uh, and you're meeting new people and, and you know, you're feeling this way in your love life or maybe as a leader, uh, as a team leader, as a supervisor, uh, you've got new people starting. And exactly as we've spoken about that, this new relationship rush and thinking about how you can set up this relationship for success and for the relationship to be effective and for the relationship to be long-term and not just this short-term, you know, excitement and, and then a few months down the track and they're not the right fit, they're not the right person. But for us to be able to really recruit the right people, to nurture them, to coach them and for them to be important, really valued members of our teams. So thank you so much for listening to the episode this week. Of course, next week, uh, back in the studio with one of our guests talking all about life, love, and leadership. I'm Midja, and thank God it's Monday. We trust you enjoyed this episode of the Mondays with Midja podcast. Host Midja Fisher is a leadership expert, keynote speaker, coach, and facilitator. To find out more about Midja, visit midja.com.au or follow her on Instagram, Midja Fisher. And make sure you subscribe, share, and leave a review. 